Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Kester Dorowski. And I'm Andrew Dorowski. And today we're discussing Minute 7, which begins with the prince singing Lee Beating, which is finishing his phrase of uh, uh, one heart tenderly beating, and ends with the queen saying, take her far. But we don't know. Far, far where, away, or if it's farther, farther or farthing, or f- far something. Far else. something. Yes. Yes. It's not like the biggest minute. No, it's not. But there's some good stuff. Snow White gets all prepped for the balcony. Like she finishes her her little hair touch up and like straightens her dress, her tattered patched dress which she she just looks at her dress and kind of shrugs it off it's like well i don't have anything better except like she definitely does yeah which we see coming up but yeah okay and then she goes out which she went from like so terrified like eyes widened like she screamed up up all the way up the stairs frightened and now she's just completely enamored she even gives herself like a little hug thing like i'm being serenaded and i feel good about it it's which i would believe that this would be the first time she's ever been serenaded before right because she she's she's 14 years old in the disney version which i wouldn't have thought of her as 14 i would have maybe thought of her as 16 she's 14 years old Yes, but if I you understand. say fourteen, she is. <laughs> I guess it's fourteen. Um, and in the Grimm's version, she's seven. Is that right? That's what the version I have, my lovely green leather bound copy from Borders. May rest in peace. Yes, says seven years old. Uh, at the beginning, it doesn't really say a time frame for anything, but it seems to be she's seven throughout the story. Yeah, which is too young for the labor she was having to do, like yeah. scullery maid and everything. Yeah. Seven's too young, but 14's a little more okay. Right. She's 14, and she's a scullery maid doing all this hard labor. But also a princess. But also a princess, but she has never really... There's, they don't show anything especially princessy about her. She's not wearing a crown. She doesn't have any servants. I guess her her main blue and yellow outfit is princessy yes but it's a little it's still fairly unadorned yes she's not wearing any gemstones or anything which i guess makes sense because that comes later on in the movie right and maybe there's no gemstones in the entire world until the dwarves get them but the queen has a gem on her crown at the very top and then her necklace. necklace okay so there must be gemstones but she she has more of a grander the queen has more of a grander yeah. um outfit and appeal. Yes, her ensemble is is more ostentatious yes. in general. So Snow White is fairly unadorned, even in her fancy dress. Right. But she's still happy to be sung to by the prince, which the queen's watching this, and she just seems, like, upset that the prince is singing to her. Not upset that he infiltrated the castle. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. Because so why didn't she just, like, attack him right there? Who knows? Okay. So there's some questions. Yeah, there are some questions. 
But uh, what I wanted to talk about, aside from Snow White being just completely changing in just a matter of seconds from completely frightened to, oh, I'm falling in love. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the queen and her and her curtain. Um, curtain pulling. Yeah, her curtain pulling. Because... I have one thing before that chronologically, which is the doves. Oh, yes, the doves. This is how you transfer bird flu, I think, is you kiss birds. And but then... in this case, the bird is just carrying a kiss from Snow White to the prince. Yes. Which doesn't make a whole lot and of sense. The dove it's a does weird... not give the kiss until quite a bit later. I completely thought that the dove wasn't going to exchange the kiss and when he, when the dove does kiss the prince it's it's kind of like a little weird I think. it's a the it animation's a little, a little off yeah. the layers don't i guess they do line up but his mouth is like open there you can see the white of his teeth as the bird pecks at his at his face but also this is the most cartoony that we get so far right you could say because the bird blushes and hides itself behind its shoulder wing. Quite it's, a bit of a dark it's, blush. It's a very bashful bird, which makes me wonder if all of the doves huh. are representations of the dwarves. Probably not. Probably not, but it'd be. It, but we've like, seen if, 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 we've if, seen bashful twice out of doves. We've seen blushing and hiding behind the wing, and this is a very deep. Like, the entire head is is yes. red, blushing, which I don't think birds can blush (laughs) if they can you can't see it through their feathers right but he he's singing and snow white kisses the dove sends it down to him he catches it finishes singing and that's when i thought oh it's it's not giving him the kiss that snow white and then definitely gave the bird to give to him yes and then the dove kisses the prince and then just flies it's it's out it's out it it has done its job message received done and then we pan up to the queen which is an interesting pan because it's a pan from snow white to the prince then up to the queen and then zooms in on the queen right right so it, it 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 has the queen having the curtain open and then it zooms like from a distance and then it zooms in to the queen having the curtain pulled open um, what do you have to say about this? What I have to say about this is it's really fascinating because at because it's at Disneyland, um, which I have not seen. So no. tell me all about it. Um, it's very frightening to some people when they first see it. They're like, "Oh my gosh, the Queen has just popped out of nowhere!" Um, but it's in Disneyland in California. It's in Fantasyland behind the castle. Which is where Fantasyland is, but it's like right behind the castle. There's Snow White uh, Scary Adventure Ride. And then somewhere near there, I want to say it's kind of near the entrance. Um, if you look up towards the roof. I haven't been in a couple of years, so I'm not exactly sure. But we're going soon, so we'll check it yes. out. Yes. but Probably. We're going soon. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. <laughs> But if you look up every five, ten minutes or so, the queen, it's an animatronic, but the queen will pop, will pull open the curtains and pop her head out. And and then like after- Glare. Yeah, and glare. 
and then close the curtains. So the glare is interesting because they don't animate the lower portion of her face very much. It's it's mostly they, her eyes. they're doing facial acting. Yes, with the characters, but yes. it is the eyes and the forehead. And for like Snow, also for Snow White, also they don't do a lot in her her mouth. She's not perfectly red lips. Yeah, she's not she's not smirking or doing like emoji slash slash colon face. You know the one right, where it's like right. mm. they're not doing those kinds of faces. It's a lot of just forehead and eyes, mm-hmm. which still works. And smizing and but <laughs> it's all about the smizing. <laughs> Which still works. It's just interesting that they hadn't focused on that right. up to this point. Because you can't, for example, you can't get a smolder without some mouth movement. Imagine Flynn Rider without without, without moving, moving his mouth a lot and his nose. and. Nose. Don't cover your mouth as you're talking to the mic. Without, without um, moving the lower mo- portion of his the, face. Yeah, from his... Uh, eyes down. Eyes you can't. Down. You can't smolder with just the eyes. Can you try smoldering? <laughs> you know I can. You know I. You know my smolder. Yes. But it's interesting that the process changed, and they do get more animation into the the mouths and and all around the faces later on. Yes. Which is, I guess, just a technique they were doing differently. The the dwarves have plenty. In their mouths and faces, Grumpy is frowning, mm-hmm. and and Sneezy, you get a lot of animation on you, his mouth. You have to move your mouth most of the time when you sneeze. But Snow and the Queen, not so much. Yes, and the Prince isn't very thoroughly animated as. as okay, well. let's talk about the Prince. What's who's the voice actor for the Prince? Because he does some nice singing in this scene. Yes, it's probably his. This is really his scene. Yeah. Out of all the ones he gets, he doesn't talk, I think, in his other appearance. I don't think so. It's just yesterday and today's minutes. Yes, I believe I believe that's right. Uh, the prince, so the voice actor of the prince is Harry Stockwell. And I didn't talk about this yesterday, did I? I don't about, think so. About the prince. Um, he was originally supposed to have a bigger... A role in the movie, um, in the and, movie, or just or, kind of the sequence. In this, in the sequence, okay, uh, mostly. But there was, but like he was supposed to have a little bit more of a role at the very end as well. Oh, um, and there was also a scene where the queen that that was like talked about, where the queen was like going to like imprison the prince or something. I don't know, hmm. but um, nothing really was said in regards to that. Just a little bit about what I read, um. And the prince in this sequence was supposed to be quite comical. and Right. The feature that's on our copy of the DVD, which at some point we'll bring over and read off the edition that we have, had some storyboards, I guess, of him swinging around a tree and he was carrying a lute or something for the singing and, and splashing the fountain. So there was some more to him but they cut it out they cut it out um for various reasons one being that they didn't want like they didn't feel like they needed him to be really present like they didn't feel like this the they cut a lot of stuff to make it prince. to make it you know nice and tight right and which i don't mind it it works fine 
his presence in the film is yeah. fine. Absolutely. And another reason why they cut him out was they had a hard time animating all the human figures because it's the first the, time. The more human ones. The more human ones because they had because it's the first time that they've really focused on making sure that the limbs and joints move in a more human fashion. Which we've talked about with the models right. and, and all of that. So I guess having him be comical and moving comically would have been difficult. Whereas they're more comfortable doing that with the dwarves who are closer to what Disney animation used to be. Yes. They're, they're more fluid and less rigid in their execution of human form with yes. the dwarves. Yes. And along with that, uh, with it being hard to animate human figures, uh, they they had a hard time animating the prince himself. And I don't know why, but it was hard for them to animate him. I don't know why either. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But you can kind of see the difference between him and... And Snow White, Snow White. and the Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, which I think is one of the reasons he resonates less as a character. I mean, his name isn't even agreed upon Mm-mm. formally. So it would tell me the story of the names you've heard about the prince. Do you have that down? I have it somewhere. Give because I saw something online. You've told me uh, that Florian is the main name he's given. And this this is a thing that comes up with some Disney movies. The Beast also doesn't have a name formally, but we know from ancillary materials that his name's Adam. Yes. But this prince... But that still is debated upon. But it's, yes. But most people are like, oh, no, the prince is Adam. Yeah. But this prince, there's no definite statement. And he's not Prince Charming because Prince Charming is Cinderella's prince. Right. But people do call him Prince Charming or Snow White's prince. Right. But he doesn't really have a name. Okay. So you told me about Florian. Yes. That is um, a name that I heard was given in a France something Okay. Uh, and also, they sometimes use it for Disney on Ice. Okay. And then... What are some other options? There's Henry, either spelled H-E-N-R-I or H-E-N-R-Y. Mm-hmm. I don't know how those... Came up. Came up. I saw one online, I think, just last week. It said, like, Ferdinand. Ferdinand, yes. Which wasn't even one of the three that you had told me about before. And I said, where are they getting this? Yes. I read up on that. Okay. Um, so basically most people thought that it was, that it was Ferdinand because when Shirley Temple presented the honorary awards to Walt Disney in 1939. That sounds about right. Yes. At least close to that day. If not that. that. Yes. She said something about Ferdinand and it was later discovered that she was talking about something about a Ferdinand the Bull, but people were thinking oh, that she was talking about Ferdinand the Bull. I love Ferdinand the Bull. It's a great little story, and it's quite possible that Disney was working on it at some point, and she so. could have known about that yeah. and was hopeful that it would come out, something like that. So it got conflated to be the prince's name. Yes. So some case. people say that that is the prince's name, but we are most I'm leaning certain. towards Florian. I'm leaning towards Florian too. So if we refer to him as Florian, which won't be necessary because he's in like two other minutes. Yeah. No more minutes until the very end. But if we refer to him as Florian, that's, that's our rationale for it. Yes. Okay. I have one more thing we need to talk about for this minute before we wrap it up. And that's birds and symbolism. Okay. 
Snow White is doves. The queen is peacocks. Yes. Because that throne at the end is amazing and detailed. Just like all the stuff surrounding the queen seems to be. Which is another reason why I think I lean towards this story not really being so much about Snow White, but about the queen and the dwarves. Right. Because Snow White doesn't get these kinds of details around her. The queen has this amazing throne room with like a detailed little scepter to the side on a on a footrest and this beautiful peacock throne. Yes. I was going to talk about the throne tomorrow, but since you brought it up, we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, the throne is absolutely beautiful. I'm drawn to that peacock. And there's so much detail on every bit of the throne. Yes. So, so they did detail. a lot of effort into that background. Right. And maybe... Something to do with it is the amount of time the queen spends in smaller locations where Snow White has to be all over the place. Maybe. But there seems to be so much more detail in backgrounds for the queen than for Snow White. Yes. I agree with that. Um, originally, just so you know, it's a fun fact. The um, Or not originally, but people were th- in the beginning, during the... Early on. The, yeah, early on. The animators and story creators and writers were thinking about having the queen have a pet panther um kind of because panthers are deadly so it's like supposed to represent how she wants to kill snow white and they also thought about having a pet peacock or uh, several peacocks and that probably is do you think that's where it started and that got carried through into some of the thematic Maybe, imagery but, for the queen but the peacocks were supposed to like refer represent her narcissism and what peacocks are like they're Which, beautiful they're also territorial and violent whereas snow white is represented by doves yeah. in a lot of these scenes peacocks are absolutely beautiful but they are scary they, they're scary they're quite scary which would be a fair representation of the queen but doves are peaceful and beautiful and unadorned whereas yes. which we talked about earlier in this minute snow white as unadorned where the queen is ostentatious and is wearing gems and yes. enhancing her appearance with her robe and, and cape and all of that. And her throne uh, is really peacock peacock. <laughs> it's, it's, like it's not peacock theme. Like it's, there it's is a, pe- a peacock, peacock carved into her throne, yes. which is odd that she has a, a lone throne without a right. King's throne by it. But so it's a little curious maybe how maybe. that goes on, but, but we don't know what really happened to Snow White's parents. But um, I wanted to talk about how the peacock comes up twice in regards to the queen. Mm-hmm. First, in the beginning with the second page um, of the book where it says each day and it talks about the queen. The queen. There's a peacock in the there's illuminated a, text. Yes. And then there's the peacock in the throne. I don't know if there, I don't think there's any other representations of a peacock. But, but we'll keep we'll our, keep eyes, our open. eyes open. Right. Okay. Is that it for today? That's all I have. Okay. Join us again tomorrow for more of Disney Animation Minute Essentials as we talk about Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. We're still getting set up with a website and everything, but as soon as we have it, we will let you know. But if you do want to support us, please find us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you're using and like us, review us, rate us well, share us with your friends, and... If you're desperate to give us money, you can do that through patreon.com slash protagonist, which is for the other podcast I work on, the protagonist podcast, but money from there will support two podcasts for the price of one. We thank you for all your support and we'll be back tomorrow. See you.